I think, but that's one of the things I wanted to talk about today, really. It's like this sort of feeling that you couldn't really express yourself except carefully to your friend. You know, if you're in public, like even then you'd sort of maybe like I was thinking twice and looking around me on the bus before talking to my partner about the fucking madness that's ensued because you sort of slightly suspect you might get jumped if you're not careful like because there's a climate there's a climate of like assumption that you that everyone is feeling the same that's perpetuated by a absolutely ridiculous um ridiculous media that refute and 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 a sort of corporate culture and an NGO culture and a sort of general public culture the public realm has permitted essentially no dissent from a single point of view which is that we're all really fucking sad we're all really grateful more importantly we're all really grateful to the queen for everything she's done for us that she has made this great sacrifice for us for the nation and she's done it so well um like I obviously, if this needs saying, believe that all death, you know, one death diminishes us all and death is never a good thing. But like, you know, the, the, it's, it's, it's not about a woman in her late 90s passing away peacefully. Like it's, it's about the way that our society is constructed um, and that therefore we have responded or rather this society has responded, that the institutions of power of the media, etc., have responded, um, which... Yeah, maybe we'll get into. Okay, so I'm I'm fascinated by this because my the kind of third third and final point I guess that I have about about the leaving of these of these marmalade sandwiches is that I guess I'm assuming that some of those people who are leaving these gifts these gifts, I want to call them these kind of, uh, not sacrifices, but you know what I mean? These totems, <laughs> these marks of, these their, of their mourning. Yeah. These marmalade totems. Um, I assume that they are going to be with children. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, maybe not, but I assume that some of them maybe have been left by parents with children and by perhaps the children themselves. And I think it kind of perfectly sums up how like practices around national identity and I guess class as well are kind of intergenerationally learned through these practices, right? So of going and and observing uh, royal occasions, mm. right? But I think a lot of people who are taking part in these practices or like, you know, leaving things or queuing up, we're going to get onto the queue or watching the Queen's funeral, weren't always doing so because there was one motivation so they weren't always doing it because they really loved the queen and they were really sad that the queen had passed away i think some of them were doing it because they were really aware of their own uh, of their own mortality they were really aware of but really of their place within history i think a lot of people for example, watch the funeral because it might be a question that in 20 years' time, if we don't all burn uh, with climate change, people will be like, "Where were you when the Where were you when the Queen when the Queen's funeral happened? Where were you when the Queen died?" And I remember distinctly thinking, "When the Queen died, that question, I will remember where I was when the Queen died." How weird is that that we relate to our own sense of uh, progressivist history, I guess, or our own sense of like linear history in terms of what happens in that moment. And I think a lot of people 
that have been like that were taking part did so not because they were massive royalists, but because they were observing a moment in history. But what's weird about that is because they were profoundly moved or engaging with that aspect, it meant that their actions and behaviours were also policed in a way that ended up fueling and perpetuating the monarchy. Oh my god, I have like Does that se- make sense? No, I mean I've just got like 17 different <laughs> things I want to pick you up on and it's quite hard to remember what they all are. Um first let's start at the Sorry. beginning. No, no, it's okay. There's loads to say about this. This is part of the part of the uh the excitement and also challenge. Firstly, let's talk about the fact yes. that these are practices that um the the practices of like nationalism of, of ritual are handed down and understood and you know there's an intergenerational thing going on there. Um, I'm not arguing with you here at all like that that's a, I just want to put the sort of sideways point here that like most of these rituals were invented no one's ever put a sandwich anywhere oh, absolutely. like that's that's what's so weird and interesting about it like no one's ever no one has ever laid a sandwich in, in a, as a gesture of mourning that's bizarre the connection between um Paddington and the queen we've already established is extraordinarily tenuous like it's a point that um uh, Moya LM from Navarro I saw making on Twitter like this is like this is like a, an association that goes back about three months to like a tiny a clip mm. in that I've now learned is not even in the bloody Paddington film it was made as a social media asset to market the queen which I think is hilariously trite <laughs> let's use that phrase social media asset that's what the marketing industry call them like that basically refers to any like clip or like photo, or a thing, you know, a thing that can be sort of shared and moved around from Instagram to Twitter, um, to, you know, uh, to, to Facebook, to wherever. So yeah, this, these sort of storied rituals of our old British land actually like are just the most ridiculous trite thing that go back to sort of the invention of a PR guy two and a half months ago. (laughs) Like that's amazing. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love how how cheap that is that's really cheap um and um, um so that was the first thing i wanted to say the, 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 we're just inventing these rituals right but can i also just yeah. say that the majority of of rituals around the monarchy were invented basically in the run-up to queen victoria's death oh, so they're not like they're not like centuries so yeah actually a really excellent resource if you're interested in this is uh, eric hobsbawm and Ter- terence ranger's invention of tradition where basically they mm. say an invented tradition is taken to mean a set of practices normally governed by overtly or tacitly accepted rules or of a ritual or symbolic nature which seek to inculcate certain values and norms of behaviour by repetition, which automatically implies continuity with the past. So they're particularly interested in loads of different, in, in, like you know, different instances in the ways that the monarchy do that. And there's a really excellent uh, chapter by David Cannondine in that kind of edited collection that came out literally in 1983. That was like, yeah, all the things that you think you know about the monarchy, literally invented basically like 100 mm-hmm. years ago or less. Like, so when, you know, literally invented in some instances 50 years ago. Which, so, which yeah. is worth saying because, you know, not because I think the older a tradition is, the better it is. Like, I don't, I'm not, I'm not saying that's the case, but, but, but the people, but some of the ardent monarchists that we've seen on our TV screens in the last fortnight have talked you know, they've made the case like, oh, look, even if you're even if you're a Republican, look, even if you don't, even if you're not a supporter of the monarchy, you've got to accept that this all goes back well over a thousand years. And that's why it's magical. So, like, 
I'm I'm taking I think we we need to you know we should address that point because like on the terms of the people that I fundamentally disagree with the you know sycophantic deferential monarchists that have uh, been the only people we've been allowed to hear from for the last two weeks on any of our media outlets pretty much more or le- more or less um, that they you know that their their case for it as good is founded on the fact that it's lost lasted a long time right like that it. Mm. This is good because it goes back a long way, simply for that reason. It's not just a, it's not like a side issue that it goes back a long way. That's why it's good. Tradition is good. This is old. That's why it's good. And, you, you know, you're telling me like another key aspect of it is actually just not that old at all. Like, you know, my, uh, our great grandparents were alive when, when, uh, when Queen Victoria died in this, in the scheme of things. It wasn't a, a super long time ago. But I think I think that they do that. They create this sense of a continuity of the past because um, what they're kind of applying there is that it's always been, so it yeah. can't change. So it always must... No, that's true. It serves a political so it, function. So it always must be like this. Yeah. 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 So the thing is, is the thing, the changes that you want, the heavily class stratified society <laughs> that you bemoan, yeah. alas, it has always been yeah. and thus it must continue. No, it's the argument. Like these are what these traditions you know, essentially support I mean, what they underpin, right? But yeah, such a good point. It speaks to, like, what you're describing is basically the sort of foundational framework, the kind of iron grid that holds up, like, conservatism everywhere. It's the argument that, like, look, we can't, we simply cannot abolish child labour because for as long as the, you know, as long as we, as, as humans have, have lived, like, kids worked in the fields, and then we moved into the cities and had the Industrial Revolution. They went up the chimneys. And yeah, look, loads of them died in spinning Jenny accidents or got suffocated to death. But, you know, it's, uh, I mean, maybe it wasn't upheld as a tradition in quite the same way. But, but you know, like it's not a ritual, is it? But, um, but more just like we can't, this is the way it's always been done. It could never be undone as a result. Um, it's, it's a very good point.